Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, February 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis nonprofit Rung for Women is helping low-income women move up the economic ladder through a personal coaching program. I've learned how to be bold and courageous, and I wouldn't have been able to find this had I not start doing things differently. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff will report on a group of women she followed in the first nine months of the program. The Missouri Senate is pausing debate over the state's new congressional district map. That's after a rare Saturday session where members tried to strike an agreement on drawing the new boundaries. Senate Majority Leader Caleb Browden says the Senate would be stepping away from redistricting and focusing on other legislation. Republican Senator Holly Rader discussed the issue Friday on the chamber floor. I think it's important um, to note that with this product, it is supposed to not be partisan. It's supposed to be reflective of the voters of our state. Senate leaders have not decided when debate on the congressional boundaries will resume. Four Missouri Republican Senate candidates are trying to distinguish themselves in advance of August's primary. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the candidates used the state GOP's annual Lincoln Days event over the weekend to paint the race as a battle among the experienced and outsiders. Attorney Mark McCloskey, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, and U.S. Representatives Billy Long and Vicki Hartzler each made their case to a filled ballroom at the candidate forum in St. Charles. Former Governor Eric Greitens was invited but did not attend. McCloskey and Schmidt both sought to distance themselves from Long and Hartzler. Schmidt says Washington outsiders like him are more valuable than those with experience on Capitol Hill. This is not the time to send the same folks back there who've been part of the D.C. establishment, folks. Now is the time to send a proven fighter. Schmidt says the lawsuits he's filed against school districts over masking illustrate this point. It's this aspect of his campaign that resonates with some Missourians and why they see the attorney general as a leading candidate. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A prosecutor will not charge a St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter who exposed a state database flaw that allowed public access to thousands of teachers' social security numbers. Cole County Prosecutor Locke Thompson has released a statement saying the issues at the heart of the investigation have been resolved through non-legal means. Republican Governor Mike Parson announced the investigation in October after a Post-Dispatch reporter informed the state of a significant data issue that exposed the teacher's information. The newspaper held off publishing a story about that flaw until the state fixed it. A measure before Illinois lawmakers would let sexual assault survivors opt out of billing private insurance plans when they seek medical care. Alex Degman reports. State Senator Julie Morrison says this applies to non-plan holders, for example, college students on their parents' plans or spouses on a joint plan. She says some survivors don't seek care in part because they don't want people to find out what happened through insurance statements. Morrison says this is just one more tool to help them get the care they need. They've already gone through enough. And we want to make sure that this is not an additional stress for them at that really difficult time. Morrison's measure also affects how long survivors are eligible for care after they get the sexual assault forensic exam. That includes things like medications and lab work. Right now, it's 90 days. This measure would increase it to 180. I'm Alex Dagman.
The U.S. Census Bureau says women hold a disproportionate number of low-paying jobs. Local nonprofit Rung for Women is trying out a new strategy to help women land better-paying opportunities. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff followed a group in the first wave of the program to see how it shaped their lives. Free meals, yoga classes, and daycare are just some of the perks available at Rung for Women. But the real selling point is access to one-on-one personal coaching. That's what drew nearly a thousand women to apply to participate in the program's first cohort, which only enrolled about 115 last March. The program is meant for women making less than $50,000 a year, and it lasts between 10 months and two and a half years. The big goal is to help them make more money, but there's also coaching around mental health and overall well-being. This program is unique in St. Louis. In many ways, it's an experiment, and I was curious how it would work out. So for the first nine months, I checked in periodically with three women from very different backgrounds to see if they were achieving what they set out to do. First, I met Carmen Ward. She's a 43-year-old black woman with short natural hair and a big personality. She lives in the Penrose neighborhood of North St. Louis with her adult son, Paul, who has autism. Carmen says she found out about Rung during a difficult period of her life. I had quit a job that was not in my purpose. And at that point, I was deep in my depression. I was angry. I was bitter. And I was broken. Carmen says getting accepted into Rung helped pull her out of that negative space. Now she wants to focus on finding herself and a job that aligns more with her passion for advocacy work. Her journey is all about self-discovery. This six months is all about me. The name of it is me one-on-one, and baby, it's about me. Next, I met Kelsey McClure. She's a 34-year-old white woman with a red pixie haircut. Since college, she's bounced around and lived in different countries, always falling back on bartending and her knowledge of craft beer to make money. But when the pandemic grounded her travel plans, she ended up living right around the corner from Rung's campus in the Fox Park neighborhood of South St. Louis. She wants to use this opportunity to find stability. I want to be able to think about my life as not as an immediate need or a quick fix, but as in terms of longevity, which is wild for me to even say, because like having a five-year plan is something that I have never been able to do. For now, Kelsey is working at a bar in a restaurant, but she's hoping her experience at Rung will help her pivot out of a public-facing job in the industry. The last woman I met is 26-year-old Sydney Ojikiri, who lives in the Central West End. She grew up with a mix of cultures that she says makes her resilient. Her dad is from Nigeria, and her mom is American, of Puerto Rican and Dominican descent. Sydney is always trying to take care of her family, and there's a lot going on in her life. At the beginning of the program, she was a contract marketing consultant for Wells Fargo, but her big goal is to land a salaried job. Just because contract jobs is kind of... It gives me a little bit of anxiety, honestly, just because you contract might in, might get dropped off or whatever. Over the next five months, Sydney, Kelsey, and Carmen dedicate about five to ten hours a week to working with their personal coaches and in small groups. They also explore hobbies. Ever since Carmen took a class on how to grow basil, she's been spending a lot of time in Rung's community garden. On a humid summer morning, she's looking for ripe cucumbers. It's only been a few days, and it's time to reharvest again. Carmen has been going through a hard time lately with car and money troubles, but she says coming to the garden is healing for her. It's like I hit a crisis, and I felt like my world was just crumbling around me, and the only thing that was here 
was this. So I had my therapy and I'm talking to my transformational coach, but I, it wasn't enough. There's a lot about her situation that she can't control. But Carmen says spending time in the garden helps her think about what she needs to get through each day. I've learned how to be bold and courageous, and I wouldn't have been able to find this had I not start doing things differently. Five months in, Sydney has been making a lot of progress, too. When I meet her on Rung's campus, she's bubbling with news to share. So how's it going? Everything, so much has changed. So yeah. much has changed. I can't even, like, adapt to it right now, so I got a new job. She's now a project manager at Anheuser-Busch. The job is exactly what she wanted, a salaried position with paid time off, great benefits, and a 401k. Sydney says she feels relieved because for months she'd been anxious about why she wasn't getting many interviews. Me being a black girl with like natural hair and being worried about like I was going to get judged or not get a call back because I dyed my hair blonde randomly. Like I was just, you know, just overthinking. So it's like great to like get confidence put back in me. Like, no, if they're worrying about your hair color or your skin, that's not the job for you. That's not the company for you. Sydney says this is a big lesson in self-confidence for her knowing that she can land a job while being fully herself. About eight months in, many women are focusing on career training and transitions. Kelsey is trying to figure out how to find her place in the craft beer industry. Her counselor helped her make a big realization. Working in a public-facing job in the service industry isn't the healthiest option for her. She's experienced sexual assault and harassment in that environment. I have learned how to like name and understand what feelings or uncertainties I have with the industry and my position within it. And then that way I can like actually solve that problem. She says Rung taught her to identify and listen to her needs. And that gave her the confidence to hold out for a job that supports a healthier lifestyle. Nine months into the program, everything lined up with a job. And now, Kelsey is coordinating hop sales from a New Zealand farm to craft breweries in the U.S. The best part? She gets to work from home. That leaves us with Carmen. I circled back with her at her house in Penrose on a chilly morning. Hey, good morning. We sit down in her office, where the walls are covered in big sheets of paper filled with ideas for community advocacy written in colored marker. Carmen's life has changed in many ways since beginning the Rung program. She recently started a full-time job doing education advocacy work for Navigate STL schools. Carmen says the number one thing Rung has given her is self-confidence. And for me, it is to love myself. It is to recognize that I'm enough. It is to recognize that I am beautiful, that I am worthy, that I, I deserve it. Like, affirm yourself. Carmen, Kelsey, and Sydney aren't done with the program yet. In less than a year, Rung for Women has helped them find better jobs and empowered them to believe in themselves. And that's a contagious feeling. They've shared their stories with family, friends, and even strangers in hopes that a little self-confidence will rub off on them too. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. And that is the last feature from Corinne as a reporter here at St. Louis Public Radio. She's moving on to her next chapter, after roughly three years in the newsroom, she's been great. We wish her the best. Shayla Farzan edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. <laughs>
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.